This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. This morning, I have the pleasure of speaking with Xenia LeBlanc. You know her from Orange is the New Black and a new female-driven web series called Gritty and Pretty. How are you today? I'm holding holding up, actually. You know, can't complain. It's uh, nice, sunny. The heat waves uh, passed in uh, in Orange County, so you know, can't cry being by the beach, right? <laughs> yeah, you're lucky because I'm in Hollywood and it's like sizzling hot over here. So <laughs> no one told you to live in the valley, uh, right? <laughs> uh, it's true. The concept of the series is is hilarious. Your character owns a boxing gym and, you know, she's a tough scrapper, but everyone's like, oh, you have to have the online presence and be this sort of supermodel type, uh, type fighter on top of it, like, uh, Felice Herring in, uh, uh, in the UFC and stuff. Yes, exactly. And it's something that my character really hates. And, uh, you know, she understands that I, I feel like it's kind of related to who I am as well because I came here from Russia and I had to do like a lot of, you know, serious acting training and film training and everything. And then it's just like you come here and it's just like, no, but on top of everything else, now you have to have an online presence and be pretty <laughs> and have followers. And you're like, really? Right. You know, never, never mind that you had to train Sambo from like being six years old and on. You know, or Sistema or any of the other Russian arts. Exactly. <laughs> right? No, seriously. It's really, it's, it's something that is, I feel like truly, it, it's something that only happens in, I feel like, LA more so than, mm -hmm. let's say, New York. Uh, but it's definitely something that I've been thinking about a lot. And I put that in the story because it was just, it's something very real. I feel like a lot of artists, despite like what kind of field they're, they're working in or creating in, they can relate to that. Just being like, yeah, you have to have some sort of online presence. Otherwise you're kind of invisible a little bit. Right. Which is, which is kind of funny because that's how the fitness industry has completely gone. I mean, like, you know, muscle and fitness, flex, uh, shape, men's health, all that stuff. I mean, they still have a very thin printed magazine. It's no longer 200, 300 pages a month. And all the, all the bodybuilders and fitness models are all on Instagram. And it's like, well, they have 3 million followers. So clearly something, something's going right for them type deal. Exactly. I always feel like I always compare it to the arrival of sound mm -hmm. in Hollywood, you know, for actors, because back then all the, the actors that were acting in silent films and, you know, there were just big stars and there was a transition, which is obviously beautifully portrayed in the movie, The Artist. Yes. Um, you know, it's it's kind of that's the same thing here. I feel like it's maybe not the same on the same level, but the transition into the online social media world is kind of the same thing. So a lot of actors are struggling with that today to kind of you know adapt to. Right, because you still want your sense of privacy without being overly accessible. I mean, you want to be accessible, but without like, hey, you know, I learned how to tie tie my kids' shoes today or whatever it was, or you know. <laughs> Or I taught my kids how to tie my kids' shoes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You don't want to give away your grandmother's borscht recipe on uh, on uh, Instagram or whatever. No, that's top secret. You know? <laughs> but you'll share the Poroshki one, right? <laughs> Maybe the potato one. Oh, okay. They're okay. 
Oh, okay. Well, if it's the Apple one, you know, hold on to that one tightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, what I, what I like so far with, with what you've done with the series itself is that recently, like, you're Russian yourself, so we know how strong Russian women are. Um, yeah, no, naturally, naturally, you know, like, it's, it's just how, how you guys were raised. And so when we watch American films, uh, based on, on the female perspective, a lot in the last five years, like they're trying to portray these strong women as posturing. I'm a strong, independent woman. Well, I figured that out because you're the title character. You know, I didn't, I didn't need you to remind me 17 times in the first 35 minutes of, of yeah. you know, of a two hour movie. Clearly you're the strong character because you're the one with the gun and the most lines. And so I appreciate yeah. you showing us these strong female characters just being strong female characters. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out because I, I, I honestly, it's funny because I always watch, you know, how Russian characters are like exactly what you're saying, like the way they're portrayed in, in Hollywood films and series and I just, I've, I'm always surprised because it's like, yeah, it's like if you, I guess if you don't know the culture, like you're, you know the culture, so you understand everything. But there's always a sense of a bit of like a cartoonish kind of, you know, quality to it, being like, yeah, you know, I'm tough, I'm gonna break your neck, and like that's it. Like it's like, it's it's kind of, I feel like it depends on what kind of comedy it is, because sometimes it works really well. Um, but even like, you know, the, I feel like because of again, like Orange is New Black, like you know, the the character. Uh, Red, played by Kate Mulgrew, I was amazed at how good she was because she was, like, she had a tone of that comedic feel to it, like a little bit of that, but she she actually was realistic. She was a tough person, like, as in a character, not like, it's, sorry, a tough person, not a tough character. Right. So I, I very much, I wanted to do that in Greedy and Pretty so that it's just, it's something realistic. Like, I'm still scared of things and I'm, I'm just dealing with them differently. I might not show my emotions, but I'm underneath. I'm still scared and maybe not confident or, you know, dealing with something. So, yeah. Right. Thank you for noticing that. (laughs) No, because it's more realistic than just posturing for the sake of posturing. Remember, I'm here. Well, I figured it out because you're the one starring in the show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) But. uh, Totally. Like, take me into the development process of it, because like you said, you know, it's it's a bit more of an L.A., Miami thing where, you know, you have to have the social media presence. You have to not only be the actress and be on a show or be in a movie, but, oh, you know, again, I had a kale salad today or, you know, taught my kids to tie their shoes or I walked the dog this morning. Don't forget about me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, so the reason I wrote that story, I think, now that you're even talking about it, I'm realizing that I think the reason I even wrote this was because, so I, again, I came here and I was working really hard as an actress, and then I got the part on Orange is New Black, and I went to New York, and I was like, this is serious work. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't really care about how you look, or, you know, it's just, it's not about how, who you are as a person, it's who you are as an actor and a professional. So, and I really, I enjoyed it so much. And I came back here in LA and before I started reading green and pretty for a while, that was like not much going on because I did not have, everyone was asking me like, so do you have like a big social media following now? Are you like, you know, recognized? And it's just, that was the only question that people were asking me for the most part, including managers that I came across. So I was just like, well, how about you look at my work? 
and mm. see what I did and how, you know, and just judge by my talent as opposed to what my following is. And that really pissed me off. And I, when I was writing this story, I was like, what could be, what could be the, the conflict in the story that, that is really close to my character? And then I thought, hey, if I'm a tough boxer and I'm working really hard and I meet this girl who, by the way, in real life is a friend of mine who is actually very close to Kelly Russo. She's, she plays the character Lauren. And she's that kind of a person in general. She got, she was a, uh, a host of an Instagram TV show and she has like a big following and everything is go- seems to be going easier for her uh, from my perspective. And so when we started working together and then we worked on a couple of projects before, which were like smaller, shorter films. And when we started hanging out together more, we were on a hike one day and we, <laughs> we came down from the hike and we were super sweaty. And she pulls out a phone to take a picture of us together, and she goes, uh, hashtag greedy and pretty. <laughs> and, like, and that's how the name came about. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> Kelly, where, where do you even get those things? Like, I've never even heard of a hashtag greedy and pretty. She's like, oh, my God, it's super popular, like, and everything. And I was like, this is amazing. Just, and then I just had, like, you know, light, light bulb, bulb went off, and I was like, this should be a series, and you and I are – these type of characters and then you know i just went home and i started thinking about all the other aspects of what the story could involve because she is a very vulnerable person as well like Mm. she's a vulnerable uh beautiful woman who is struggling in her own way and all you see on the outside is this you know beautiful cutesy girl so uh, i thought that could be something that a lot of people could relate to especially in la i feel like maybe not in other cities (laughs) but Maybe so. I feel like it's a very close to LA story, but also, like you said, Miami as well. I guess Florida. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of a of the story of Shelley Winters later on in life, where uh, it was a small part for a movie, and the casting director asked asked her for her resume and her headshot, and she came in and she brought in both Oscars, and she said, "This one's my resume. This one's my headshot." <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious! I love that. I love it. Yeah, it's it's exactly what it is. It's here. It's it's just, and that's you know later on in the in the series, there's because uh, we shot five episodes. Um, we you know you probably saw the first two, and the the other three are you know as we go further. There's like there's a whole thing where I talk about it a little bit more, and she's like, you know, do you want to be Instagram famous or do you want to talk about existential questions? And of course. I want to talk about existential questions because I find them more important, but I understand that without <laughs> that, you know, exposure, nobody's going to listen to me. So, right. but yeah, it's, yeah, that's how it is. It, yeah. It's very interesting because it, it's satirical, but it still makes you cringe a little bit of how realistic the satire is. Um, when you do something like this, you know, there's clearly boxing scenes and, you know, you're, you're going to spar and you're going to have to reshoot certain angles and make sure you don't really hurt each other. What are some of like the toughest lumps that you took in the middle of a scene and go, great, that's going to leave a mark? So luckily, first of all, it's a very kind of, you know, it's a big deal to film a SAG project and have fight sequences um, because if somebody gets hurt, I will get in trouble as a producer and I will get sued for it (laughs) but um so what we did was i actually got punched in the face before that uh because i was training for you know for these scenes so i could at least understand what the boxing what the boxers are going through how do they train every day 
And uh, I trained before we started filming for like about three, four months. And I went to like an actual, you know, gritty boxing gym. And um, the owner at first just, he was just showing me how to punch things like, you know, in a, working on a bag or like with pad work and everything. And then she goes like, all right, you're going to the ring. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, you're going to the ring. And she gave me this guy, like this guy walks in. He's like, Two, you know, two of me and this guy. He's just a giant guy. And he walks in. He's like, "Hello, I'm, I'm Peter." And I'm like, "Can you please take it easier on me?" Because I legitimately, I'm scared. He's like, "No, no, it's okay. You take it easy on me." Like making jokes. And then throughout this whole thing, um, I got punched in the face because he legitimately just full on punched me in the face. And I was like, "Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's where I draw the line because I need this face to film me." Um, but yeah, even though you see all these sequences in the series, we actually, it's all shot either in slow motion where I'm, I'm punching her, but I'm, she's wearing like this, uh, you know, head, whatever support thing. Right. And, um, she is, I'm not really actually punching her. I'm, we shoot it from behind her shoulder. So you see that like she's just jerking her head, but we try to as much as possible, not even get involved into any of the actual punches or you know actually punching each other just for safety right and now that we know peter hit you uh no one's gonna know where peter is in the next six months yeah. <laughs> he's gone yeah they, my my, my we, took care of him. we we know you russians have a slow burn and a very long memory you know, <laughs> I, I yeah i don't know what's that <laughs> How so? You know, six months will rem- Peter will forget, and six months will go down the road, and then little by little, Peter will, Peter will start getting sick. The tires on his car are worn. I I know how you guys play. Yeah, you know, you you're very patient. It's all. Yeah, <laughs> we, we stretch it out. You yeah. Know, one day somebody knocks on your door and says, "Your time has come." Right. Yeah, and you're taken away. Seven years yeah, later, someone's good. like, "Wait a minute, what happened?" I don't know. Yeah. No, Peter's good. We talked it out. Can't apologize. Good. <laughs> no, we we joke around. I I I used to know a lot of Russian fighters, and trying to talk to Fedor Emelianenko is uh, he pretends he doesn't speak English, but Fedor spe- yeah. speaks pretty good English. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. I guess. No, listen. It it all depends. But you know, I've been in America for quite some time, so I'm a little bit more. I I, I I'm a little bit like lighter as a person. I feel like so. I adapted because seriously, it's funny. We talked about this uh, recently because when I first came here, like in Russia, if you go in a restaurant or you go like anywhere you go, basically, if you're really nice mm-hmm. and you're smiling, nobody's going to do anything for you. Like, <laughs> they're going to ignore you. <laughs> but if you in America, you have to always be like, hi, how was your day? How are mm-hmm. you doing today? Right. Like you really have to have a conversation and the person kind of like will help you out and whatever you need. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because in Russia, every time I go back, from here when, when I can, obviously, but when I, when I go back, I'm always like smiling <laughs> for the first like five days. And after day five, I just switch. And I, I'm just like, bring me this right now. <laughs> I need, and they're like, they start responding. It's just a cultural thing. I right. Think. Yeah, definitely. But it seems like you're having fun. You know, the acting training obviously in Russia is different than acting training in America. I mean, they're a little more uh, stricter on you guys than here. And, you know, American actors tend to be a little more feeling based and emotional and whatever else and you guys want to usually get the job done yes over there it's it's you're as an actor you're basically an instrument 
and you are not there to be, you know, to suggest anything. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not, you're, you're there to do the job and you're, you're, yeah, it's a really tough. I mean, to nowadays, especially in film though, it's, it's a little bit different because, you know, the new wave of like the, the actual new filmmakers that were trained outside of Russia and they come to Russia right now to make films. Uh, it's a little bit different. It, it became a little bit more relaxed. However, yeah, in, in, I've noticed the big, the biggest difference is over there, you're, like I said, you're an instrument. And over here, it's always like you're a whole collaborator as an actor. So you can come in and suggest ideas and, you know, you're as important as anyone else. And it's like, it's a little bit of a different empowering feeling. And it, it's, yeah, it is definitely a difference. But although the school that I was trained at here, the Meisner-based uh, theater, they were really, 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 really tough. Which is why I think I gravitated towards the <laughs> yeah, They had like a really serious approach. You're like, that guy is Russian. Let's go follow his method. <laughs> Yay, pain. <laughs> <laughs> I love this place. I heard Sanford Meisner was mean when he was alive. Sure, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he actually was. He was really mean. Uh, Meisner training is kind of intense. Yeah, yeah. I, I read his book, so yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling from it. So you know, yeah, so you know what it's all about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the, the series is going to be fun, you know, once everyone gets to see the first five episodes and everything else. But what has that done for you and your awareness of not only your personal social media presence, but also what you think you could fix to help your career based in LA with social media? Uh, I don't think. I don't think it did anything for me social media wise, but it definitely, it gave me something to work on in between jobs. Um, and it actually, first of all, it taught me a lot. And second of all, it's kind of like, I feel like nowadays you have to be able to, on top of now the social media as an actor, you also have to kind of figure out how to create your own content and, and put it out there and kind of something that will also reflect who you are. So I think what that did, uh, creating these series, and first we did, like, you know, the, we raised money for it uh, through Stephen Clark, through crowdfunding, uh, so it got the word out there. And then it involved some people, like it involved a little bit of um, hoo-ha-ha platform. It's Elizabeth Banks' platform, which promotes female comedians. And it's kind of like it created a bit of a of a buzz um, in that sense, and it helped me to connect with more female comedians, female filmmakers, and now that the series is premiering, everyone kind of, especially because of coronavirus, everyone is at home, and, you know, there, everyone has time to look at things. Um, it definitely, I feel like it also, it just it was therapeutic for me because I was able to act <laughs> and work on something that was really close to me. So social media wise, I don't know. I think it's a process. Uh, you never know how, but, but, but it, it definitely, I was able to put my work out there of the content that I control and I can, you know, I can just put out there and connect with like, like what, you know, like minded people and creators and everything. So I think, I think, yeah, I think creating, that's why initially I wanted to do that as well, is to be able to continue creating and continue showing the work that I can produce or put out there and connect with people, um, if that makes sense. (laughs) Oh, no, absolutely. Like, it goes back to where you mentioned the first, you know, the talkie films. So, you know, for the first 20 years of Hollywood, we had the silent pictures, then the talkies came, then, you know, color pictures eventually came. 
and then the you know late sixties, early seventies indie indie films came about. You know, breaking away from the studios. So it seems like every twenty thirty years we go from like major blockbuster to indie to major blockbuster to indie, and now we're in that gritty indie phase again. Uh, same way we were in the seventies and the nineties, where it's yep. creator driven, creator owned. Uh, how much more exciting is that for you? I, I love it. Um, I think it's a big, it's a, it's, a, it's a challenge and it's a big transition. But like you said, even even as we speak, it's changing even more because of the whole pandemic uh, situation. Because studios realize that you know you can put out content out there online, and we can connect with independent filmmakers even more. Because like we had a couple of, um, so my boyfriend is a filmmaker as well, and he and I have been developing a feature film together, and we've been approached by a couple of studios, um, you know, smaller studios, independent studios saying that, uh, you know, we're looking for content and that's something new, you know, this never happened on that level before. So now it's like, we're looking for films for series for good stories. And, uh, we want you to make it and we'll buy it from you. So I feel like it's, if you can, ride that horse well and you can figure out how to create your own films without spending too much money and involving too many people you know you can even without someone famous in it you'll be able to get seen or sell your content you'll be able to put it out there and i think that's a completely new thing and it's gonna i feel like it's gonna go even further uh, throughout the next like 10 years where it's gonna be like you know you have small platforms you can create your own series put it on instagram and if you know how to gather an audience you'll get an audience and you can sell it and you can you know you can just create your own your own story it's i feel like nowadays it's just it i love how far it's going <laughs> i mean some people hate it because like any kind of content can be put out there but i feel like even if it's a bad film or a bad story or something People won't see it. Like, you can put it out there, but people won't gravitate towards it. But if you know how to tell stories and you've been sitting and waiting to, you know, not you weren't noticed as much because you weren't able to have, like, an amazing manager or a publicist or anyone to help you get your work out there, You now nowadays you have more instruments to be able to promote your work and put it out there. I like that. Uh, before I let you go, you know, Gritty and Pretty, we're going to get the first five episodes. It's being released little by little. We're still kind of on quarantine in California, um, mm-hmm. you know, Southern California, Los Angeles, Orange County. Uh, my family's from the Middle East, so we used to we used to say, if Syria sneezes, Lebanon catches the cold. And we recently had a huge issue in Lebanon. Thank God my family's okay and everything else. Um, of course, yeah. And I say the same thing about, La- oh, no, we're okay. Thank you. But, like, you know, I say the same thing about Los Angeles. If Los Angeles sneezes, Orange County catches the cold. Same with Riverside County and San Bernardino County. So, you know, we're we're more on lockdown than some other parts of the country. So mm-hmm. it's Tuesday afternoon. I'm working from home. Can't go anywhere. Fine. The first two episodes are already out on Gritty and Pretty. Why should I take uh, my lunch break to sit there and watch it? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, first of all, because... It's incredibly entertaining and thrilling, and hopefully it will raise your mood as well as, like, give you a story in a shorter way. It's a short miniseries, so you're not going to spend that much time, uh, you know, watching it and getting into it. But also, it's a story that, first of all, it's a comedy. It's goofy. It's fast-paced. It will entertain you. 
Um, and uh, hopefully make you feel better about your own insecurities. You know, maybe you had something that morning that didn't go quite as well, and then you'll watch this and see see my uh, punched face a couple of times and uh, see how I'm how a Russian person is dealing with this. <laughs> you'll feel better about your day. Uh, so yeah, I just I wanted to honestly these series I wanted to create to mostly feel make people feel like it's okay to be where you are at the age you are at the situation you're in and i feel like this series really portrays that because i did my best to make sure it portrays it in in that way and make you feel good about yourself not watching somebody on the screen being like oh my gosh they're incredibly hot and and sexy and they're they're figuring it all out and everything you want to watch someone real someone who is having a day similar to yours and you you might feel you know you feel like you're not alone in this and there's well, hold on hold on don't on don't here. act like you're some ugly shy person that has a hump on their back and a boil on their forehead yeah you know, <laughs> don't undersell yourself yeah. here no but I wanted to say like that wasn't our main like you know it's, we wanted to be as close as possible to the realistic kind of nature right. of that story it's not it's not like I don't know. It's not like the the Baywatch, you know. <laughs> We're running, right. running on the beach with, a, you know, with your hair and makeup absolutely perfect. Like you're having a bad hair day in this, and you know. Yeah, we don't wake up in makeup, you know, and it's just like everything is perfect right away. So, so yeah, that's that's kind of that was my goal. Right. If I achieved it or not, you tell me. But but yeah. No, you did. You did. But yeah, you know, you didn't wake up with half the bed already made and your hair and makeup's already perfect and. <laughs> You know, you woke up with the toothbrush in your hand so you don't have to worry about morning breath. I get it. Yep. That's, you know? what, that's what it is. <laughs> but I'll, be, <laughs> but I'll re- be remiss not to mention that this is part of the Dances with Films schedule and that there's going to be two screenings on Saturday, September 5th at 3.15 Pacific Time and on Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, so, Sunday, September 6th. Uh, there's also going to be a Q&A with this. Uh, you've been a part of Q&As before as well. What's like the weirdest fan question that you ever got asked for Orange is the New Black? Uh, well, most of the questions I've been asked is like, how is so and so? Like, how is that character? Did you meet them? Did, did you did you touch them? <laughs> you know, uh, the weirdest one, huh? That's a good question. I feel like all of them were weird to me because I it was just like a dream come true situation. So mm-hmm. when people were asking me, one time somebody asked me, it was just like, is there going to be a spinoff? For like Young Red and everything, I was like, yeah, I wish, I really wish that be that would that would be amazing. Um, but I don't know if people would want to watch the Soviet uh, <laughs> hard times with the comedy. Uh, maybe. Right. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so it just that. Uh, yeah, people are just asking all kinds of things like, how how was the costume? Like, how did you feel in that? How was it wearing those jeans and things like that? You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those, those were all very fun questions. <laughs> well, now you can make it like Hogan's Heroes for your own series, only it's uh, 1987 in a gulag instead of uh, 1944 in a, in a camp. Hey, yeah. that's a great idea. Just bring me on as a great consultant. Question, huh? <laughs> great. Since Let's we, do it. I since we it. have it as a record. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. I'll definitely think about that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah you just put it in Russia in 1987. You're hanging out in Siberia. And you know it's a, it's a comedy. You guys get to escape, just like Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, and then I, I'll get killed by all the Russian people who actually <laughs> have relatives going through all of this because that's what they did with you know the the, the HBO series, um, the, the 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 station uh, that blew up in Chernobyl. So um, the, there's somebody actually right now, Vanity Fair released like a video I watched yesterday where they're 
the lady who actually was there and she worked at the nearby, you know, facility. She talks about, she watches the series and then she talks about like what was true and was not. Right. <laughs> She's really ruthless. And I'm like, lady, relax. It's just, a, it's a, it's a cinematic portrayal right. of that story. So. Right. But, um, That's why you make it a comedy and you have to put a warning. This is just a joke. Please laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Comedy yeah. kind of allows you to do that. Yeah. yeah, and then the show gets canceled when uh, when the wall comes down and Gorbachev, uh, you know, retires, and <laughs> that's the end of the series. Yeah. No, See? actually, that could be a good uh, storyline right there. Something very interesting. It's yeah. gonna be like the the Netflix series about the Queen, um, the Crown, you know, right. but it's gonna be like a comedic approach. That exactly. Great. I love yeah. it. You should think about it. Ten percent finders fee. It's okay. <laughs> okay, we'll talk. You, you got it. But uh, <laughs> so all this is kind of coming about in ju in just a week's time. I'm excited for you with the dances and films thing, uh, gritty and pretty. Uh, Zania, now I will be remiss if I didn't ask because we've talked so much about social media and needing a presence. Where can we find you yeah. on social media? Uh, you can definitely follow me on Instagram, uh, you know, get my following up. Uh, <laughs> my my Instagram is Xenia LeBlanc, at Xenia LeBlanc, uh, with an X. My name is spelled with an X. So, uh, yeah, Xenia LeBlanc. Uh, the Twitter, I am the Xenia LeBlanc because someone already took my name. <laughs> so I had to, like, highlight that that was me. So I'm the Xenia LeBlanc on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I release a lot of short films. We always create something, especially during the pandemic. Uh, we're trying to film as much as possible. So on YouTube, you can find me again under Daniel Bunk. And, uh, yeah, it's, that would be, that would be the place to follow me. And in January, you're going to be going back to Russia and filming a documentary on Saint Xenia. So we'll just make it go full circle so it ties into your name. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have to complete that. Story. I'm just waiting for this pandemic to be over. Right. <laughs> Zinia. Don't do it. <laughs> well, Zinia, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I, I greatly appreciate your, your time. Thank uh, you. Gritty and pretty. Uh, oh, also, what's the YouTube page going to be so we can find it there? Is it going to be under your personal one or is there a special gritty and pretty YouTube page? So it's not going to be released on YouTube okay. uh, for now because we're only doing the release on, uh, it's going to be the world premiere on Dances with Film, so it's going to be like a two-time screening there. And then after that, we hopefully we're planning on hopefully selling the series, so it's going to appear somewhere else. But on my channel, you can definitely watch the trailer. Uh, there's going to be a behind-the-scenes soon. So, yes, if you just type in my name, uh, Xenia LeBlanc, on YouTube, you'll find my channel because that's what the channel is. And, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's where all the news and the new videos and content usually pops up, so that would be the best place to look at it. Perfect. Zinnia LeBlanc, thank you so much. Gritty and Pretty is premiering at Dances with Films. Hopefully the full-blown series is going to end up on Netflix since you already have a connection with them or someplace else that, uh, you know, we're going to follow you around. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was really, really fun. And um, thank you for your time and amazing questions. Gulag talk. <laughs> well, we got to have a little bit of fun. I mean, it's, it's stressful out there in this world, so. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you if you can't laugh during this, God, God help us when it gets worse. <laughs>